Building High Morale Thus far, we have been discussing the art of motivation as a one-to-one skill, the impact of one personality on another. But for most of the people with whom we work, there is another set of influences operating, and unless the motivator learns how to control these influences, no amount of one-on-one leadership will be effective. I am referring to the power of the peer group. A curious chemistry takes place when you put three or more people together to make a family, a class, or a corporation. Those people begin to exert complicated powers over each other. Some groups, for instance, seem prone to producing destructive electricity. A few disgruntled employees or a group of critics in a club left unattended can create a strong negative field in a hurry. Unless the leader is skilled in diffusing those influences, the whole organization can explode. How does one keep such negative feelings from gaining momentum? There are two ways. The first is a secret employed by all morale builders. They build into the group an allowance for conflict. They do not panic when negative emotion occurs. They expect it, and they are prepared for it. Morale problems rarely get out of hand for these leaders because they have constructed corridors of communication for the disgruntled student or the unhappy employee to use. When critical mass occurs in a group, there is a second secret used by skilled motivators. They carefully put together combinations of people that will ensure a positive mental set from the beginning. The principle is this, enthusiasm is contagious, and people are motivated when we place them in contact with other well-motivated people. Eventually, when the optimism reaches a high enough temperature, the fire becomes self-generating. So, the wise leader, upon discovering people who are peak performers, will quickly put them in touch with each other. Like a burning charcoal, an enthusiastic person can ignite others and create a fine fire. Left alone, the flame will eventually go out. Let's take the example of company presidents or the heads of large volunteer organizations. If they depend on their enthusiasm alone to fire up their people, they will be moving about their organizations in a constant frenzy. But wise leaders use the dynamics of crowd psychology much more in meetings. They know that they can get 10 people more inspired at a meeting with the right tone than in 10 one-to-one conversations. So they construct a group of positive thinkers in regular contact with each other who will then keep each other's faith alive. At some point, critical mass occurs. A strange and wonderful thing can happen when such groups reach this critical mass. They generate an enthusiasm which is much greater than the sum of the parts. The power of this group spirit has been emphasized by several recent studies of companies such as 3M, Frito-Lay, Procter & Gamble, and IBM. The research shows that these companies have been able to succeed in good times and bad because they built a distinctive culture within their organizations. The new employee in such companies learns that there is a way we do things here. 
this atmosphere of strongly shared objectives and values points people in the right direction, eliminates confusion, and saves time. Such esprit de corps exists in all successful families as well. Certain family units seem to generate a morale that sends kids out to function at levels far above average. Outsiders may make the mistake of crediting these children's success to inherited IQ when actually it is due to far more than intelligence. It comes from the energy and enthusiasm that are generated from within the family group. As at the best corporations, a common culture is formed in these families. They join in striving for common goals and they promote greatness in one another.